0: Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech, or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer. I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing, and health economics. Already since 2004. Additionally, I founded the consultancy P and N Pricing and Negotiations in Healthcare, based in Toronto, Canada, which supports companies and individuals globally by coaching, simulations, and training, especially on negotiations. This service is including our innovative virtual reality simulation program and is part of the Negotiation Lab. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. So welcome, Peter Indra, and or maybe the expert with a wealth of experience in various decision-making positions in the Swiss healthcare system. So very happy to have you, uh, Peter. But before maybe starting and jumping today in a very specific topic, maybe also and especially for Switzerland, digitalization healthcare, I would like you to introduce yourself as well in a brief way.
1: Well thank you Stefan for this nice introduction. I'm always very happy to talk with you with such an expert in this field. Well I'm as origin uh, orthopedical surgeon then I did economics. Master of public health was seven years responsible for the Swiss healthcare system at the Federal Office of Public Health and since Three years, almost three years, I'm responsible for the healthcare system in Zurich. Before I was
0: 10 years responsible for the healthcare system in Basel. Very good. So, so two of the big, let's say, regions and important regions, I think, also from an economics perspective in Switzerland. Thanks a lot. I think, I mean, we can probably already bridge that a bit, right? I mean, uh, there was a quite interesting and nice article, um, uh, which you have as well, let's say, authored, uh, where you said, learning from the best also in e-health. So before maybe jumping a bit and really see what we can maybe all learn from maybe the best, could you quickly summarize a bit the, maybe call it digitalization status in Switzerland, maybe with a focus on healthcare, just that everybody's getting a grasp where we're starting off.
1: (laughs) Well, there are many things I'm much more proud than talking about digitalization of healthcare in Switzerland. Well, honestly, uh, in the field of digitalization, Switzerland seems to be rather a developing country than really the best in class. There has been, during Corona, a running gag uh, with the Federal Office of Public Health. Uh, Many doctors and specialists are still sending uh, information about patients, and this was vaccine information by fax to the Federal Office of Public Health. And uh, uh Levy, the chief of the Federal Office of Public Health, was asked if she could the facts that they have to give to the Museum of Technology. And she said, no, sorry, I can't because we still need it. So you see. Um, where digitalization is. And I think uh, when we look at the Bertelsmann monitor of digitalization, Switzerland is 14th out of 17 countries. And so it's not very a good good place for Switzerland. I think we are missing a lot of opportunities that we could have with digitalization. I myself, I was responsible when I was... uh, Vice Director of the Federal Office of Public Health. Uh, For seven years, I was responsible for the first strategy for the electronic patient record in Switzerland, which we made uh, for the Federal Council 2007. And 2007, we wrote in this strategy that we will aim to have, by 2015, every swiss citizen access to electronic patient record anywhere in the world and at any time but unfortunately we wrote 2015 i think 2025 would have been much better even i am not
0: convinced that 2025 we will have it exactly i think that would have been my next question you know 2015 is already a while ago but maybe we're getting a bit closer now even though when you, let's say, confronted with what you also said, um, what happened during the COVID pandemic with fax machines, I guess there's still, still probably big difference, right, between the potential um, wannabe and the current kind of situation, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: But I think very important uh, to our listeners is a little bit to explain what are we talking about when we talk about digitalization and e-health, this is also a thing uh, as I have seen in, East, in Estonia, where I have been in May this year, that is important to say what we're talking about, because some people mean with digitalization e-government, which is quite right, because we have a lot of government services that uh, could be or are digitalized. But in the field of healthcare, we are talking about e-health, which is quite different. And uh, then we should uh, differ a little bit when we are talking about e-health. What are we talking about? Because for me, e-health and digitalization in the healthcare sector consists of a sort of a triangle or a trinity of three teams. One is data Um, I mean, for example, big data, structured data, innovation, and also help through artificial intelligence, which is dealing with the data. Then the second point for me is infrastructure, when we are talking about e-health. And there, I mean, especially the front end and the back end, technical solutions. Uh, like, for example, the electronic patient record or vaccinations registries that we have. And the third point in uh, e-health are the processes, because the technical side is the one thing, but you have the whole um, e-health or health sector. uh, You have to undergo uh, a sort of a change, uh, change management, because the the e-health process is Taking part of uh, the the of of the process of the medical process, and so we have to change the processes also.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a very good point. I think that you, that you just bring up. I think that's the three kind of components with data infrastructure and processes overall. I think that's a that's a very important consideration, especially also when we think and speak about let's say change management, which is probably a discussion on its own. But m- maybe. Try to get a bit concrete because you said you have been in Estonia and you have let's see, seen it, right? You you felt it, I guess, the, the big kind of difference. What what could we now really learn from Estonia? Maybe with an example, maybe with the one thing where you where you think this is the one key component what I would like maybe to see in the Swiss healthcare system, independent when, but that's the key. Well. Estonia
1: is a very interesting country. It exists uh, after after the fall of the Soviet Union since 1991, and they made uh, they're really front runner in this in this field. Estonia is compared to Switzerland as big as Switzerland, about, but has only 1.3 million inhabitants, which is uh, smaller than Munich, for example. Uh, so it's a rather a small country, but what the key success factors were in this early adopter uh, land, I think it's not only one point, but it's a trinity. It's the will of the population to go to digitalization. It's the will of politicians. It means policy, uh, which goes into digitalization. And it is um, a program they set up, which built up trust, in the in the in all people believing that digitalization will be trustful and will help. And I think these three points are for me the key points. And maybe I will add a fourth point. G- digitalization was performed in all sectors of government, not only in healthcare, but in all in the whole life. And it was connected with electronic identity, which is the most important thing, that you can have access to any digital uh, process, to any digital um, thing that you want to have by your electronic identity. And this was very good. I think uh, 99.9% of all government processes are today in Estonia done digitally. You have only to go to an office when you will marry, when you will divorce or when you will buy a house all other things will be done electronically for example if you want to own uh, uh, your own business and run your own business it takes you something like 3 hours in front of your computer and then you have your own enterprise <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what's in what's in germany or in switzerland but uh,
0: it's Thank at least more know. than three hours in front of your of your screen, right? You need at least to let's say visit a couple of offices.
1: <laughs> that is for so, sure. I think, so I think people are quite used to work mm, with yeah, the exactly. digital digital uh, things, and uh, it it's it's also a very high trust in the system they have. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I I, I agree, and I think I mean when I read your article, and it uh, it's very similar to the. Kind of current discussions in Germany around the electronic patient records and the installment and and, and, and stuff like that. I think um, you mentioned also the so-called opt-out opportunity or possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I think yeah. what we now describe is obviously it's it's a totally different culture, right? I mean, if, if oh, I yeah. would imagine the conservative Swiss, the conservative Germans, or also the conservative Austrians, I guess would you not think that the opt-out might be Politically, absolutely correct. I think also maybe from a change management perspective. But if you would really think about a, an upcoming, up and running, functioning digital system, would that maybe not be kind of too dangerous?
1: I think you, you, you point on the right, right thing. It's the data protection law. That uh, is quite different in Estonia than it is in uh, Switzerland. In Switzerland, data protection is something that uh, is rather like a barrier. You are almost nothing allowed. In Estonia, uh, the data protection law really gives gives you help if something happens, but otherwise the system is quite open. You can look at almost every patient record But if you do like this, it's recorded, and you get a very high penalty. Mm. And when they started um, something in the year 2000 with these digital records, they had five or six persons who who had who took access to patient records were not allowed Mm -hmm. and they got punished. Some uh, of the persons were doctors. They were taken away the licenses. They had to leave the country. And after that, nothing happened anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a different access to, to data where the Estonian people rather see a chance to have the data, to have access to data and to work with data. And we are quite afraid in Switzerland that anybody could have access. But on the other hand, we are participating in social media where they give much more data from us than we would have in our patient record. So it's a little bit um, confusing.
0: I agree. I normally tend to say, look, I mean, whoever has a Facebook or a TikTok account should not have the opt-out rights, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. And Estonian
1: people, they started as well with this data protection that they have from from the beginning, the opt-out system. That means if you are not happy with the regulation, you opt out of the system and you don't give any data in your electronic patient record. But on the other hand, the law says that if any decision happens uh, and a wrong decision is being taken because the doctors had not access to the data, the patient, it's the patient's fault and he cannot um, ask for, for, uh, for, for any money because something happened and uh, the decision was wrong. Yes. And since uh, 2000, I think something like 300 or 400 people opted out so it's 99.9% of
0: the population who is in it. That's, uh, I mean, that's, that, that's really fascinating. Absolutely. So, I mean, maybe try to move a bit away from Estonia now again to the, to the Swiss system, right? I think, I mean, I would generally say the Swiss population trusts or has good trust in the infrastructure. I think in the, I think also in the, in the kind of, let's say, political system in general, right? There are always discussions. I mean, we have that in all countries. But I think, in general, I think it's a very established Kind of population system in uh, overall, right? So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. what would be the kind of immediate kind of next steps, maybe, in order to bring Switzerland, at least in the near future, into not you know not like an Estonia type two, right? But at least closer to a kind of digital healthcare system. If if we just maybe focus a bit on the healthcare system, obviously.
1: Well, I think in Switzerland, we, have, uh, we are working on digitalization. We are working on e-government digitalization, which uh, is run on the national level, but also on cantonal level. We have, for example, for our working permits in Zurich for doctors or nurses uh, who need it. Uh, we are uh, doing a prof- uh, starting a system next year where you can do it all digitally. So it's e-government is running. But eHealth in this way, the electronic patient record, This is a little bit more difficult. There is an initiative in Switzerland, uh, DigiSante, which will help uh, or develop uh, the way we will introduce it until the end of next year. But uh, it's only the strategy. It's not the development. It will take much, much more longer. And they have very good ideas, uh, like the opt-out system instead of opt-in. Uh, things like this, having structured data because our electronic patient record, which we really have in Switzerland, but uh, some thousand people and not not the whole population, this is still a sort of uh, a PDF record where you you have a storage of PDFs and uh, some documents. But uh, I was talking with a specialist who said, well, it's not a problem because when people have sort of uh, PDF storages, You can, with artificial intelligence, uh, go through it and take out data and you can structure the data maybe even better than you would take structured data from the beginning. And uh, people uh, have different sort of uh, structures. So uh, I think think it's going the right way. But uh, the problem is who will use it? Mm -hmm. Who will use the electronic patient record? are the the patients if they see that they have an advantage, and doctors if they see that they have less work. But at the moment when I talk to a doctor and he says, well, to make a vaccination electronic patient record is very difficult because it takes me more time to fill in the patient record than do the vaccination. And as long as this is so complicated, the doctors won't use it mm. even if we write it into the law.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I think at the end of the day that, that makes a lot of sense, absolutely. And we would do the same thing, I guess. <laughs> Trying to maybe switch a bit the discussion because we have uh, spoken quite a bit now on the system and I think also quite a bit on, let's say, patient records and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, there are also, let's say, products or techniques basically available, like, for example, telemonitoring. How how could such, something like that be implemented in a system like Switzerland? So just imagine there might be maybe a system which would allow, for example, uh, that patients after a, I don't know, heart surgery leaving the hospital earlier because they have a telemonitoring system basically at the body, which basically shows also the, for example, monitoring physician or essentialized kind of, I don't know, uh, um, uh, patient uh, or physician kind of office when a kind of issue might arise. Same with the patient, right? How, how could that be implemented in the Swiss system so far? Would that fit to a kind of, you know, FOPH, so BAG, BAG kind of process or, or not really? Well,
1: uh, that's not future. We have such things already in Switzerland. When you go out, you are watched by telemonitoring systems. And this is no problem uh, for the doctors to 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 get money for it because uh, it's a sort of like you make a telephone. This time you make maybe a web, web call. You, yeah. you have the tariff system where you can charge it to the healthcare insurance. That's not a problem. I think um, what will... And and on the other hand, we will need systems like this because we have a shortage of workforce in Switzerland, especially with uh, GPs, with family doctors, In the next 10 years, about 30 to 40% of all family doctors will be something like 70 and they will run out of business and uh, we need much more consultations and have less doctors. Mm -hmm. So we will have to find new solutions. And I think telemedicine is definitely one of the solutions. When you look at different cantons in Switzerland, like the canton of Wallis, in the valley, or uh, yeah, let's let's stick with the valley. There, there you have valleys where you don't have doctors and the only possibility to get medical advice is by telemedicine. So this will come more and more, especially for rural parts in Switzerland. And What will be the future might be even for simple cases, sort of uh, artificial intelligence and avatars where you are talking at least in the beginning. Uh, a sort of uh, a pre-consultation by artificial intelligence, which leads you in the end to to the right place, to the right doctor. This is a thing I have seen in Estonia as well. Before you go there to a hospital, to to a doctor, you have to fill out a sort of a form where you make a pre-consultation and you get already to the right doctor. I think this will come in Switzerland also. And uh, what will be the future also are sort of certified apps where you have the possibility to make uh, self checks and things like this I think this will this this must be the future because otherwise we cannot handle any more the the consultation we
0: need. Yeah, exactly. No, no I, I think it's, it's it's a very good kind of example. I think especially with the with the pre consultation on the systems level, right? I think uh, yes. you can you can be much more efficient. Absolutely, I, I fully agree. And I think especially, I think you have also um, said that I think um, uh, there are areas, not only but especially also in Switzerland, where you might not be able to see a doctor. If you don't jump in your car, maybe drive for, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 minutes, right?
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, we have we have uh, Medgate, for example, in Switzerland, mm-hmm. one of the most uh, famous uh, telemedicine uh, enterprise. Uh, they had a sort of a, of a health kiosk. It looked like a big egg uh, out of plastic. And they can put such a thing uh, in the middle of, uh, of a rural, rural place. And people can go in it, you have their telemedicine collections, you have their, their different devices, which the patient himself can use it, and you have, can you, you can have a telemedicine consultation, and in the end, you will have a drone. Uh, which which is which is coming a little helicopter and brings you the medicament uh, the, the the medicine you need at home, so this this will be the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I,
0: I mean, this this sounds already again like like the future, right? And we started with fax machines, but we're getting a bit towards the end where we have the drones and interesting kind of eggs with everything that could be used. And I think you you have just brought up a. a A good point as well. I think it's probably one of my last questions. I think you have also mentioned um, certified apps. And some of those, I mean, in Germany, they're called Digas, Digital Health Applications. I think Austrians are now as well looking into that kind of area. I think Belgium has a very similar kind of system where some of those um, digital health apps, especially if they have a kind of low risk class, right? So no direct potential harm to a patient, obviously. They are even reimbursed before they have the final evidence. Would that be a potential path in Switzerland? Or is that maybe even discussed in Switzerland, how to make those kind of apps, I would guess also finally available within the system, right? So it's being paid for by the health insurance system in, in various countries now.
1: Yes, I think you, you mentioned uh, the right word, certified. Certified apps. What is certified? Because I think we have uh, nowadays some 100,000 different health apps, which can you help you everything, but uh, sort of garbage in, garbage out. What is, what is, what is right? And uh, this, this will be the, the future uh, problem that uh, what is certified uh, and how far can it go? Is it in the beginning? Is it a sort of a pre-selection? And then you have a healthcare special- specialist. I think we go into a direction that we will have a sort of a compulsory pre-selection system mm-hmm. In the future, that not everybody runs to a doctor to a hospital um, until he has filled out a pre-selection form, which uh, gives the right direction, the right patient, or says, "Well, it's not so important. You can come tomorrow or something like this." A sort of a triage you have to do, mm-hmm. and I think also healthcare apps—they they become better and better with artificial intelligence. And uh, we have, for example, with our ETH, with our technical university, we are in a sort of a program where we try to introduce a family doctor's office without doctors, but only medical students and artificial intelligence. And people uh, from the university, technical university, believe that the results might be even better than with doctors. I, I, I say, well, maybe Pareto eighty twenty. <laughs> We will see, but this will be a future. And I think we will have to test out uh, every possible uh, every possibility we have. And artificial intelligence is definitely one of the best we have.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think a, a lot of real, I would guess, great kind of outlooks, not only for the Swiss system, but I think it might come out of Switzerland. And then you might as well sit there and just say, look, I mean, the digital health area and system is probably one of the best in Europe, at least. Maybe that's the future. Let's just see. Peter, it was a pleasure to discuss with you again, also on this topic. Thank you, Stefan. Same to you. So digitalization is obviously a very wide and broad kind of spectrum. And in most of the countries, at least in Western Europe, it's uh, not yet fully implemented, best to say. I think, as Peter Inva has as well just said, for example, during the COVID time, and that's not only, let's say, applicable To Switzerland, we've seen that, for example, also in Germany, fax machine was the standard to go and not any kind of digital health kind of application or data management systems. There are currently already pathways in order to bring some of the digital health solutions to the patient, to the physicians as well. And as we have also heard, also in Switzerland, we have seen and heard that telemonitoring is already kind of available in Switzerland, maybe sometimes only for special kind of areas or for specially kind of insured patients. But there might be some areas where it's available. There are also already very interesting kind of moves, for example, through universities where maybe something like digital health Kind of shops, for example, maybe call it like that, where you can then as well have the direct telemonitoring with a real doctor um, in also very rural areas are currently being checked and tested, kind of pilot studies even in Switzerland. On the other hand, we have as well digital health applications like the DIGAS in Germany, where you have already as well kind of early access, early reimbursement, which might also maybe be a pathway where Switzerland might jump onto it. I think otherwise, we have only partly covered that now in the discussion. If there is a digital health application or a telemonitoring system basically available, all of that needs to be assessed, reviewed, and then finally decided on by the Federal um, Office of Health in Switzerland, so by the BAG, and that's still the kind of pathway to go, as for any kind of medtech product where digital health will lead to in switzerland and maybe in other kinds of the world we'll need to see but the future at least looks quite bright also in switzerland i would say that was an episode of map the market access podcast provided by mars market access and pricing strategy which is your healthcare consultancy in the german-speaking markets MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.